everybody. Welcome back to Garage Therapy. I'm sitting here today with Jim and Cody, two of the originals, or two of the OGs of Garage Therapy. They're OGs. just kind of here to... OGs. Yeah. That's the way I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, these, the past, our first couple episodes are kind of heavy, but I think I was just wanting to be direct and going, we're, we do go through the heart, go for the heart, and we go for the heart issues, but we also are kind of fuckheads. One thing that I'm going to start with, I just have a, a bone to pick with people moving to our, our state. Oh, tell me about it. Okay. And then I, I feel like this is happening to a lot of states. I mean, Texas mm-hmm. is getting an influx of people. Huge. I Idaho's getting an influx of people. Huge. But no one's respecting the Potatoes. freaking state. Mm. <laughs> Potatoes have sucked this year. They, like, they've not. Have you had that problem? Like, <clears throat> I feel like they go bad so quickly. I used to be able to buy a bag of potatoes and it would last forever. This is a really important so conversation. Yeah, this is a rant that <laughs> might get cut out, but might not. Who gives so to fuck? be honest with you, I don't normally shop for potatoes, nor do I know when they go bad or yeah, when they yeah. are used. I just know that when potatoes are made, I eat them. I know they that are good. potatoes launch out of do you, do you a ever make dinner, BBC Cody? pipe. <laughs> do I make dinner? Do you ever make dinner? Be honest. <laughs> um, You know. It's like, Every couple months. You cook <gasps> some hot dogs. Yeah. Cody, uh, hey, once if a we're, week. If we're you camping. Once a week. Hey, listen, if we're camping, I got breakfast, I got lunch, I got dinner. I cook it all. Okay, that's we're fair We're camping. But that's Michelle two, also. That's two weekends out of the year, yeah. Mitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle also preps everything and just hands me it and I just cook it. Oh, so you get like. So you have to put this in the oven. <laughs> yeah. Put this on a boil. I'm just on the camp chef or I'm on the grill and I'm doing my thing and I just heat shit up until I think it's done. So it's not an actually about cooking thing. It's more of like, yeah, I'm, I'm a man. man. I'm a man. Okay. I, I heated some stuff up. I got, there was that one time going camping. I think even, even Blaine was kind of like, oh, you didn't do anything for Jim? And I was like, fuck no. That was, that was not that long ago that Jim went camping. And I was like, I'm not doing shit for you. I'm not loading a goddamn thing. I didn't do anything, did I? Oh, welcome. No, to I did. Go, I, I did bend and go grocery shopping for you. Welcome to my wife's world. I mean, she just goes, I got the shit. You can put it in the trailer. I'm like, okay, cool. Then I do that. And then I get there and I unpack everything and I get everything set up. And she's like, I helped you. And I'm like, you went to the store. That's like half the battle. Do you want to go to the store? Fuck no. I hate the store. Exactly. Balance. If we go to the store, it's fucking pop tarts. Yeah. And bag it, bag <laughs> of get, fucking hot dogs. You get the giant deli sandwich. I get the, the big fucking summer <laughs> sausage. I get the Tostitos of like the Tostitos cheese and the or the oh, yeah, queso. Where, like where and you can the, dip the shit. Yeah, and I just get Tostitos queso and the salsa and the scoops chips. Dude, I'll eat that stuff all day long. Dude, we have a pretty good balance camping. Like we rotate who does the dishes and. We're pretty good at that, at rotating, who, and then or we'll tag team them. But when it comes to like yeah. setting up and putting down camp, I handle inside stuff. He yeah. handles outside stuff. That's always the way Michelle and I do it. I do outside. You do inside. Inside. Like you get the trailer the prepped shit. and ready, like whatever dishes you need to do, like whatever you need to do, that's okay. I'm going to be outside. I'm going to be picking up rugs. I'm going to be picking up, you know, stabilizer jacks doing all that stuff hooking everything up and by the time i'm hooking up i'm like you ready to go inside and she's like yeah Good. and i have to go do a double check because that's the way i roll 
It works well, out really well. But to, 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 bring, that, to be, yeah. bring that back around to what I was bringing up was when we do that, we also put our kids on trash collection. Everything. Yeah, oh yeah. It does not matter if we brought it or not. Like we went camping one place and it was scattered, like just covered with beer cans. That one, we didn't make the kids pick up like the cigarette butts. We picked them up, but yeah. we did make them pick up the other trash, the food trash yeah, the, and everything else that they had left. Bottles yeah. And yeah. the fricking. And you got to go like, police the area. It is getting police out call. of control. Yep. The people coming here. I mean, look at the fires going on because of unattended campfires. It's been oh, yeah. windy as shit this week. Like, what are you doing having a fire period? Yeah. But like, why are, why are you guys leaving so much trash? You're coming to this state and I have never, my entire life, I have never seen the mountains so fucked like, up. So fucked up. Oh, yeah. And COVID had a big thing to do with that. Did send oh. a lot more They fucking closed there. down the bathrooms. Oh yeah. So here's the thing for me is I've gone to several campsites now and there is glass, broken glass everywhere. everywhere. And I never, I make it a point if we go camping, I'm not taking glass with me. But people take glass with them and just smash them against rocks or do whatever they do. And there's just shards of glass everywhere. And you're like, who does this? Who does that? I, I always make it a point. Leave it whatever I, whatever it. I bring in, you bring out. I take out, and I leave it better than I found it. And take so Michelle and her I are just out there picking up shards of glass right. everywhere. So our kids aren't playing with them. Number one, but number two, like, why are you going to leave a campsite like that? Right, just shell casings everywhere. Like, it's not that hard. It's really not that hard. If you're going to come to our state, we can't keep you out of here. We can't. You're you're forcing us out of our state. Yeah, but like adapt to it don't expect us to bend and take and clean up after you we never had our mountains looking yeah. like this like up until like I, five years ago they did not they were not like this no one was there yeah yeah i think it's also like it's a learned thing That's you know true. as as when i grew up like we went to public land that you had to go through private land to get through and you went down a dirt road and all of a sudden there was a gate and you open the gate. That's how I learned how to drive a clutch. Like the fence with the, like the poles, like oh, the fucking yeah. fence post with, with the, the barbed, barbed wire. wire. And you got to, <laughs> and you have to fucking handle those. But yeah, that's how I learned how to drive a stick is I would have to like pull up to the gate. My dad would go out, open the gate. And then I would have to like figure out the clutch and kill it 20 <laughs> times and have my Jump. dad like yell at Throwing me. his arms. And, arm then, and then, then I would just like floor it and drop the clutch and just peel <laughs> out and, and then come to a stop right after the gate. And he'd be like, I don't think you got to do it that hard. And I'm like, you don't I know don't, how to drive. I don't, know how, I, don't to know, do it. I don't know how to do it. I don't know. But you know, you open a gate, you close the gate. It's a respect. Right. And that's you know? like life. And it's, yeah. it goes beyond exactly. respect. I mean, people have cattle. They have cattle. And yeah. if you leave that gate open, all of a sudden cattle can get into yeah. places that they don't know. They lose their cows. That's it, the way of life. It's so That's much more their than way that. of life. Yeah. Right. And it's our state's already becoming ap The culture is being completely pushed out because we're not allowed to be who we are. There's so such an influx of people coming in that we're just they're not listening. Like they're not trying no. to they're coming in and being like, live our way, live our way, live yeah. our way. And we're like, let me, we've, we've let me, es let me escape the place that I didn't like and destroy to come back to your place and, and then, litter the fuck out. And of And then push the same thing that I've been pushing that didn't work in the place I was. And now hopefully it works here and just destroy our way of life here. Well, this is how we did it in blank state. I'm not saying you're not welcome here, but if you're going to be here, like 
get get to know the state a little take bit and out. take care yeah. of it. Take care of the state and just stay away from my mountains. There's too many of you up there. Right. There was never this many people. Ever. I can't say that, but you know, I can I can hope and I can wish. Yeah. It's okay. The next great state will come along, like Wisconsin, like everyone will <laughs> fucking move to North Dakota. Oh. Okay, Dude, I'm, yeah, sorry, that, hey, I'm sorry. You shut your mouth about I'm North Dakota. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make a Dakota <laughs> joke. <laughs> I'm I just saying. Until you go to North Dakota with me, you can't say anything about it. I would probably fall in love and move there and stay there. So that's why oh. I haven't come. There's two houses ready to roll. Still on that farm? Yeah. They keep telling me, like, we bought this piece of land. It has a house on it. You want to come up here? And I'm like, yes. Uh, no. My wife won't. I will. <laughs> oh. We're like perfect. You know, come up here. Then they were like, we bought another plot of land. Like this one has a way nicer house. You should come up and check it out. And I'm like, I should. I will. But they're selling things for five hundred thousand dollars in Salt Lake. Yeah, you can have this hundred and forty acres and two houses for two hundred grand. No, so my house, it's gone up in value of. $300,000 in the course of two years. That's insane. Which to me is ridiculous. So stupid. Like, who I mean, did, it's great for you, but... If you were going to leave the state right. or go somewhere else. I know, but you, you we're never going to be... Like, Doesn't we're, matter. We are where we yeah. are if we're going to stay yeah. in the state. Like it's, it's I'm not insane. leaving for the time being. And how how long is it going to last? You know, that's my question. Is Well, it's that's, all, the, that's the thing. You sell your house, you have equity... Where are you going to go? Yeah. Somewhere Unless else. you're going to just move to like some random state like North Dakota, you know? <laughs> or one of the Dakotas. Like, come on. Yeah. Don't North. just give North all the credit. North Dakota. What are some of like the South really Dakota. forgotten states? Whisk, uh, Wisconsin. Kansas. Kansas oh, is a pretty no. forgotten. Mm-hmm. We, we no. love you, Kansas. Oh, yeah. Kansas City Chiefs. I would. I would they're in Missouri, kind of. Missouri? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess Iowa's kind of like. Just I would do Iowa. Invisible. Iowa, that's a good one. We love you, Iowa. We love you all. What's it? What is in Iowa? Cornfields. Corn. <laughs> well, maybe we'll go out there. Yeah, that'd be fun. Like hop on the bike. Go to somewhere that's nowhere. Yeah, Iowa's just like hey. There's Iowa's a lot of like, dude. Nowhere. We're not fucking nowhere. <laughs> There's a lot of places in the United States that are nowhere. We used to call it BFE. Yeah, you can't say that anymore. That's it's can't. probably like homophobic. Is it? I'm sure. I'm sure somebody's gonna find would Too find far. some way to be offended about about yeah. it. Everybody's offended over everything. Yeah, and I, I don't you like just that. have to step back and be like, why are you giving so much power over? Why are you giving so much emotional power to a word? I just think there's like a freedom of speech. You know, there's whatever you think I might be saying with it, or my meaning behind it is whatever you want to interpret it to be. But my meaning is my meaning. Like BFE to me is like. But fuck nowhere. It's just like a oh, bit, like a desert. B F E. I yeah. thought it was but fuck Egypt. Yeah, and B F N. But fuck Egypt. But fuck nowhere. This it's is just good- <laughs> middle B-F-E. of middle of nowhere. Yeah, which means but fuck Egypt. Which means. But where did that nothing. come from? Yeah. Why Egypt? I don't because there's nothing there. There's so much in Egypt. Well, I mean, if you look at it like from the pyramids, you're like, shit, there ain't. Or what? Us fucking Have you been to Egypt? Or you just? I've sailed right past it. But you've never been in. So you could see it like within like a telescope. (laughs) Uh, no, I could go 
there it is. And that was me just like looking over my left hand shoulder. Oh, so like uh, right up along the coast. Yeah. So we went through the Suez Canal, and when you go through the Suez Canal, like on the aircraft carrier, you can not see water. If you're on the flight deck, you can it's just see narrow. land on the right and land on the left, and a little bit of water in front of you, and you're like, oh, please, please steer it, please yeah. steer it, yeah. So what? Did, how did? So you've been to the Suez Canal? Oh yeah. Yeah. So this whole like blockage that happened a few weeks ago or my yeah. like totally put, put that in out. put that into perspective for me, like size wise. Like uh so if you can imagine like a shipping container. Okay. It would take one slight little move in that shipping container. Like I said, so we're about seventy feet off of the water on on the flight deck of an aircraft carrier. And you cannot see water on the right or left it's just forward on the right and left is just land so how did it get turned at such a steep angle is that even like i think they were probably trying to save whatever was happening and hit the throttles and just buried so you gotta imagine like is it sand yeah okay well sand or dirt or whatever it is but you gotta imagine like yeah it's it's earthen material (laughs) <laughs> we could imagine like a ship, like what you see outside of the water is like a cutting blade, but down below is this big bulbous Huge. round, like it just, Band. yeah, it, it keeps it upright. I, I forget the name of it, but anyways, buoyancy. If you, yeah. If you, yeah, if you bury that into the sand, you're talking like something that's 20 feet around and 18 feet deep. Like that's just gotten buried in the sand. So it's it, it like buried a, a oh, portion yeah. of it. Okay. Yeah. So those like shipping containers going in there are they also? I mean, but uh, aircraft carriers are a lot bigger than those boat those mm. ships. Or are they like I don't I, no. I don't know because I don't I've never been shipping to containers are probably a little bit longer. We're wider on the top side. In the water, we're the same. We're the kind of the same. Um, but top side, we're definitely wider. What were you doing over there? Was this just part of your, was this on your, while you were on deployment or was this a training? Uh, on deployment. Okay. Uh, so when we left, we left out of Virginia and it was like one of the first times that, that an aircraft carrier has gone down to Africa, right? So we went down to Africa, went up and did our little sail around and did missions. And then on the way home, they were like, oh, we're going to go home through the Med, which is Mediterranean. So we transited through the Suez and went through the Med and then came home that's pretty cool yeah oh she's lightning i am i don't know if this actually works i don't know we're gonna we're gonna cleanse this cody's gonna light another type of i'm gonna cleanse this area oh it's right here i've got yours you need to light it more you can no it's okay i had matches out here oh they're right there hey we just lost so many listeners like what the fuck are they doing where are they going we can can cut this whole no why would we well i don't know this is what we fucking do and sometimes you gotta pee it's I mean, true. I don't, I don't know who doesn't have to pee. I don't ever pee or poop. I've noticed. You pee so much. No, I don't. I oh fart a lot. More than anybody I've ever, and I grew up with brothers. I grew up with brothers and Jim farts more than any, any of my brothers combined. Water gives me farts. Fucking skills, bro. Like to the point where like, skills. at one point I was like, I think something might be wrong with you. You might have like Crohn's or something. You fart way more than the average person. <laughs> Or maybe he's just winning a competition. But sometimes that you like you have no shame existed. too. Maybe I've never heard well, you fart. I do care. I do care. There's a lot of times I'm like, "Fuck, I gotta fart," but 
I'm not in the right setting. <laughs> oh, dude, we'll be out because to, this we'll is be the out thing. To dinner, and I'm just well, like, that's, no. the, that's the thing. That's the thing. I don't care. If my farts were silent, <laughs> I would fart all the time. Are you? I mean, are you if ripping f- ass like noticeably loud? So, like I can hear him from the kitchen. Oh yeah. So <laughs> listen, I can I can make him sound off like a fucking bugle. But there are times that I can squeeze them out and I just adjust my hips and they just walk out like. (laughs) (laughs) And then at that point, I just walk it out and then Michelle knows me enough to go, you just farted, didn't you? And I'm like, no. (laughs) Like, we'll be at a restaurant. I'll be in a booth just like kind of like rocking my hips side to sides and just like kind of like just like repositioning myself my seat. And she'll just look at me with like wide eyes like you didn't, did you? And I'm like. No, I, I don't know. I had to. Maybe. Jim will like literally hold his me. breath, squeeze, and then yeah. oh, and be like, I, yeah. it slipped out. I'm like, oh my God, it did not. You literally like had to do a crunch to get it out. I'm like, Well, here's the thing. The bubble's sitting right there. For me, the bubble sits right there. And unless I give it a little effort, that bubble will sit there forever. Or and if, it's if uncomfortable. If you hold it, the bubble just grows back like, and gets big. You can, you can feel it like, oh like a... Like suck back in, you're like, yeah, you're, oh, and the no. bubble gets bigger. Like I someone, and then the next time, there's no control over it because the next time, oh, it's coming out with a vengeance. Oh God! To where you're just like, and you're like, oh my bad. And then you could be in the middle of nowhere, like walking past some stranger within two inches at Costco, and you're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I I just blame the kids. Yeah, Jim is, Jim God is damn legit. it, who farted? He has yeah. blamed me legitimately, and this lady, and like I was pregnant at the time, so it was really believable. This yeah. lady just hmm. looked at me. Good call. And I was like, yeah. dude, dude, come on. And he laughs, walks stank. into the next aisle, just oh, yeah. laughing. Dude, my favorite thing is when you're coming in the house. right off the pile. Because, you guys, these are really valuable conversations. Oh, I yeah, know. <laughs> when you're when you're in the house and you got the dogs in there, and you're like. God damn. <laughs> one of those dogs just ripped one. <laughs> but it was really you? Yeah. That's oh, my yeah. favorite. And you say it's it. It's such a distinguished different smell, though. Like, she's not, your Michelle's not dumb. A dog fart smells like a fucking dog fart. There's a difference. I hope I'm pulling the wool over her eyes. I don't You're know not. what else to do. You're not. I'm just like, ah, <laughs> uh, she. We are having a full conversation about farts. <laughs> Flatulence. Jim. Bunch of fucking grown ass people. Flatulence. We're adults. Farts. Yeah. This is what the world We needs. all do it. You we know? do. But this is like, honestly, if you come back, there's people that don't know how to have these conversations. They don't know how to be human anymore. They don't know how to be a real person. It's all about how you project, what image you project and what. Like my daughter's mom, who I lived with for four years and never, she never farted in front of anybody. If you want to do it in private, that's fine. Yeah. But like, it's all, don't pretend like you don't, like you're a human. We have a really good friend who was convinced that his wife never farted or, or shit. shit. He was oh, convinced that does. she, Oh, he was convinced that she did not take poops. Cause she went up to the Smiths. I don't know. Yeah. The maybe Smiths. she went down, like, which is even worse. I'd rather walk in. Like he was honestly convinced that his, at the girl, at the time girlfriend and his wife never took a shit. To me, it's more uncomfortable to do it in public. Oh my like, God. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, like well, you got to do that shit in the privacy of your own home. Listen, I work out in public, right? So for me, like you work out, yeah, I work out <laughs> you once or twice see? a year. Can you see, can you see how hard I work out? 
Like for me, like if I'm around my house, I'm like, I'm going home. I want to be in the, my own throne. Right. And just be comfortable in my own house. Rather than being in public, just being like, sometimes I'll squeeze it off. Like I won't just let it just go. If someone's in the next Oh, hall. yeah. I'm just trying to like let it kind of creep out, you know, rather than just let it because I don't have I don't have the best of bowel movements. <laughs> so, I mean, sometimes I will just like let a little bit come out and try to pinch it off and a little bit more and pinch it off, you know, because I can hear somebody else like and that walk- makes it worse on your ass cheek. Oh, it side. is. Yeah. And you're just like, then I don't want to side wipe. Yeah. But then you just hear like the old man's in there, like, and they're going like, Ugh! and you're like, this is uncomfortable. And then the older you get, you're like, oh, I get that. Who gives a fuck? Like, <laughs> I'm just going to let this fly. We're all human. Then you go to the VA and nothing is held back. No, oh, my God. The VA is the most nothing. entertaining place in the world. Nothing is no. like there is no shame. I absolutely adore and get a kick out of the nurses at the VA. They do not put up with your shit and they Love will you, fling Rock. your shit right back at you. Oh, and yeah. it's the most entertaining thing ever. I love going to the VA. It's so exciting for me. I mean, it's not fun every time we're there. I hate why we're Which there. Which is fucked up. Like, this is entertainment because, like, you're military wife. So, like, going to the VA and seeing all these fucked up people. No, no, no. The fucked up people aren't. Like, I feel well, bad. Like, I'm just that saying. That sounds wrong. I'm talking about, like, the dude who's way too drunk and it's like an episode, a live episode of Cops going on. That's entertaining. Oh, right. I've gone okay, into the so VA that's a couple times that they're just like, dudes. they're locking shit down. And you're just like, some dude's trying to escape out of the psych ward. And you're like, okay, <laughs> okay, well, we're locked down, huh? Well, that was the night, yeah. that was the night that Jim had a seizure at the kid's the kids were do we were at the kids program at their school and so I was like fuck I have him out of the house he has to get in the car at this point I can I'm getting him to the hospital because he was a stubborn asshole and would so never let me take him so I had the upper hand where like you're having a seizure you're too sick or we didn't know it was a seizure at the time something's going on you're having one of these medical episodes fuck you I'm not going to give you a choice here. I have the upper hand. You have to get in the car, bitch. So let's go. We're going to the hospital. He, the entire way, was like, I'm going to jump out of the car. I'm jumping out of the car. We're on the freeway. Like, I'm going to jump out of the car. I'm not, you're not taking me to the fucking hospital. I'm, I'm, I'm going to barrel gonna roll out of this bitch. Like, dude, shut the hell up. So Tuck I called. Fucking roll. Yeah. I'll be fine. I'll land on my feet. <laughs> so I called, I did call one of his brothers, one of the, the guys he served with, and was like, hey, meet me up at the hospital, please, because he's not having me right now. But we got there, and that's the night that the doctor was like, you're drunk, go home. And I was like, mm, mm, mm no, no. I, I've been with him all day. And if I, and he's like, well, he's lying to you. And I was like, mm, if anybody in this world is not going to stand up and, like, lie for somebody drinking, especially him, it's going to be me. Like, right. this, there's something going on, and you need to listen to me. And the doctor was just like, mm, no, he's lying to you. you. You, He's drunk, and just go home. And I was just like, okay, motherfucker. And that's when I love like, the VA. I blew up the VA after that. And you have epilepsy, so, you know, you weren't drunk. Well, that's but after that, I had my work seizure. No, you got, you were diagnosed with epilepsy before you had that grand mal, right? Sure. I don't know timelines, dude. I remember. Dude. This is all crazy. It was so crazy. I last, joined yesterday. This was all, yeah. all in 2019. So he was diagnosed and then had that grand mal seizure. And three days later was your shooting. And then my Dad had just died. Like, man, that was a rough year. Yeah. It should just like. Compiled. 2019. That was awful for all of us. No bueno. If we could just take that year Does back. Does that mean Spanish for cat? Yes, exactly. 
Uh, I think that's actually the Chinese word for cat. So I like I mentioned in the last podcast or one of them that 2020 was like a relief for me. Like the pandemic was a relief because yeah. it was we had gone through so much heavy shit in 2019 that pandemic coming for me was like I can take a step back. I don't have to worry about all this stuff going on. I can breathe. I don't have to worry about family dinners and parties and all this bullshit. But honestly, I don't know how it was for you, but for me, and I think kind of for you too, Jim, like 2020 was a cakewalk compared to that compared to 2019 for us. Oh, yeah. I, yes. I mean, obviously for you, 2019 was changed your life oh, a little, yeah. little bit. Yeah. Just a tiny bit. <laughs> we'll have to have you come back on and we'll, we'll go more into that situation. I think there's a lot that can be taken from that. Have you learned anything? About yourself and about life? No, I think it's, uh, you just take, I take life one day at a time now, rather than just kind of always prepping and planning. And I just enjoy living in the moment. Yeah. Which for me is a big thing, you know? Yeah. And I, I and for same for, for me, 2019 kind of sent me into an existential crisis in another way where I, everything, everything was coming up and it was heavy. It was a heavy year. Everybody was separating and going through their own shit. But where I'm going with all this, I think we've all kind of had a a period of like time to cool off. And and I'm talking like humanity and talking to the, the listeners as well going, you know, we've had a lot going on and we've been separated. We haven't been able to talk to each other, but it's also given us a time to like self reflect and really mm. understand what we want out of life and where, where we how we want to be, how we want to be, at least for me, I've looked at it and going, okay, I know what I want to emulate. I know the kind of person I want to become. And I know the strengths I want to work on. I'm now at that point where I feel like I'm still crazy and I'm still figuring it out and I'm going to fuck up and do those things, but I'm ready to start coming together with other people going, how do we get, how do we fix this? I think throughout your entire (laughs) life, you're always going to be like, oh, how am I fucking this up? You know, but I think before like pre pre COVID, you're just going, you're kind of on a on a on a on a track, you know, on a railroad track, and you're just going in this place, and you don't pay attention to the scenery or anything like that. And I think COVID gave a lot of people time to actually sit back and look at the scenery and pay attention to what the what's going on in their lives, you know, rather than focusing on all the other bullshit, the rat race, yeah, exactly. And on the other side of that. Not that I disagree, but the other side of that, COVID has made people just shut in. Yeah, it just, is. Just close off. There I'm going to pe- fucking do nothing but fucking watch TV and pretend to work and shake my mouse every fucking five minutes. Yep. And it's made pe- some people like like firmly root themselves shit. in fear. Firmly rooted in fear. Right. Oh, I've been home this whole fucking time while this whole thing's going off. I'm not going to go out. I'm not going out there. No, fuck that. It's I'm not a scary going out. world out there. I'm not going out to the apocalypse. So, but here's the question is how do we help people start? I mean, because they, they, there are people out there that are terrified, absolutely terrified of this thing. And there are and people out there that are. Who don't give who a fuck. fucking and, think that you're dumb as fuck if you're not if you're terrified of it. And the answer is in empathizing with both sides and to figure out like we all can have our own opinions about this and we can all feel differently, but like we're taking away rather than like trying to take care of ourselves and be self like responsible for ourselves. We're expecting everybody else in the world to be responsible for us. Yeah. I think you have to be responsible for yourself and take on just the idea that 
life is fleeting no matter what. Yeah. I mean, getting in a car and driving down the road could end your life. Uh, walking down the sidewalk could end your life. Eating certain foods, you know, that, that are not cooked properly could end your life. There's every day we all face risks. So no matter what, like, are you really going to let something control you to the certain, to the extent that you're no longer willing to live your life? And for me, that's the way that I've looked at this, this entire time is, am I going to take certain precautions? Yeah. You know, but at some point in time, am I going to say enough is enough? Yeah. And I'm going to live my life because I'm not going to live my life shuttered in, living in a hole in the ground, hoping that I can keep my head underground long enough that this will all blow over. There are things that we all do every day that take a risk that could possibly end your life. Our lives are going to end one day, no By matter waking what. up. Yeah. So for me, like, I get it. It's scary. It's 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 a different time, and and there's something going on. But also, you got to continue to live your life. Like you got to be you. Like take whatever precautions you feel are necessary for you. But not to the extent that on somebody else. Yeah. I mean, I had a buddy that, you know, his wife took the pandemic to the extent of sheltering herself in place. You know, we're coming up on a year now. We're in June. So in like a week, it'll be a, a year to the date. And, you know, even just three months of sheltering herself in place, she got to the point where, you know, she decided to to take her own life. And like, to me, I, I look back on that all the time and go, you know, had this not happened, would that have happened? I don't know. She, but, she just got so afraid to live. Yeah. She hadn't seen her parents in, in three months, you know, hadn't gone out of the house. And, and I really think that her holding herself in her home for that long was so mentally deteriorating to her that she got to the point that she felt like life was no longer worth living. And for me, I don't ever want to get to that point. Had she not been put in that situation, maybe it wouldn't happen. Maybe it would have. I don't know. I just think that for certain people, being social and being out there is is therapeutical. You know? So, but yeah, that's that's where I think, like, the, the opposite end of you're so scared for your life that you've sheltered yourself in place and destroyed your for life. three months. And now you've taken your life because this is not what you want. This is not the life you want to live. You know? Yeah. And I, I look at that, like my, my grandpa, for example, he's in his golden years and my grandma, my, and my grandma as well. Oh yeah. But, um, for a year he wouldn't, he didn't want visitors. He didn't want anybody to come in the house and he was terrified to go out go outside and he was just in tears and miserable and didn't want to live and was having caretakers syndrome because my grandmother has Alzheimer's, but no one could come in the house and help. And it's like, I would rather, I mean, maybe this is selfish of me, but if I were that age, I would rather take the risk and be able to see the people that I love, especially in my golden years where I'm like the the clock's winding down anyway. The clock's ticking. Yeah. Like, and that's, that sounds so calloused and so hard, but yeah. it's not, it's, it's just the reality of like how devastating that this is how his life could pretend their lives could potentially end out is like being locked away and, and, and I, terrified and living in fear. Like I never want to die. If this is my biggest fear in life, I don't want to die alone. Yeah. I don't want to just be surrounded by myself 
in an empty space. Like I'd much rather be surrounded by the people that I love and knowing that I'm on my way out and spend my time that way rather than being like, oh, I'm just going to recluse in the last moments you have or just by yourself. Like what kind of a way is that to go? Like I think life is about the relationships that you build to have loved ones around you when you're on your way out best way possible i could see myself going out yeah and i think about that like in having having been there and and watching you know holding my dad literally as he was dying and going he was joking he i think it was everything that he could have wanted i mean obviously he didn't he knew what was happening and he was completely conscious the whole time at the same time like i hated that he died in a hospital and i hated the way that he died but it gave us an opportunity. Like we were there all day, every day. We got to spend so much time. No, I think all of us kind of knew. I mean, I, I, I don't know. It's kind of, it was so hard. It was such a wishy-washy up and down roller coaster of a time. But in the end, everybody was there from his best friend, you know, to his entire family. And yeah. I think for a man, especially in, like in going into, I mean, going into my dad, a man who had never really had a, his own family. You know, he didn't, he didn't have mom and dad that raised him. He had, he was raised by his aunts and uncles in a community to be surrounded by everybody that you love is, I think it's, I think it's awful that they're not letting that happen right now. And I hope that. I think with the whole COVID thing, I think that would be atrocious. You know, it'd be so the, hard. the fact that, that your loved one is in the hospital and on their deathbed and you cannot go in there. It is absolutely I think that was inhumane. the biggest thing that that robbed people is is not being able to be there cuz I mean could you, I mean your situation is horrible, right? But could you imagine being him going through on, that alone? Yeah, letting him go through that on alone and and you being on the opposite side of the fence of just being like I want to go see my dad. And I'm not allowed to go into the hospital. It yeah, would, it would God. eat. Yeah. I, I think there's probably so many people that are being eaten alive by that right now. Oh yeah. Oh, and it's not their fault. And I think people. hospitals ought to be ashamed of themselves. They, they should. really should be ashamed of themselves, especially when it comes to those situations. That was absolute inhumane treatment of people. Really? Absolutely. That was, people, that was the so biggest many people robbery. died by themselves. Like yeah. just with no one around. And if it, were, if it were me, like if a, my loved one had COVID and was on their deathbed, I would rather go expose myself to it. Me to too. spend time yep. with them, to say goodbye to them, rather than for the safety of yourself and nope. others. Fuck nope. you. Those You're going to let your more. loved one die alone. And that's my biggest fear is to die alone. I would... W- I, w- I want my loved ones to be around me. I want to be able to joke around you know, like go out peacefully. Yeah. It's, it's it's funny. Like when you hit a certain mindset, like, right. Like you start to make jokes about things just cause you understand you deeper. under, you understand the severity of what you're going through and you know that everybody else understands it, but you don't want to deal with that severity. So you'd rather make some jokes and play it around like it's oh, just. I think you want to keep makes it lighthearted. Everybody else, it it makes everybody more comfortable, you know. Yeah, and it and it makes it light lighthearted instead of. I mean, it's a, it's a heavy thing. It's a, it's it's a really hard thing to go through, and there's no way to explain it until you go through it. But I think 
ultimately we need to start, the bottom line here is we need to start valuing, valuing our relationships more and caring more about being there for one another and less about protecting ourselves. I mean, I think we really need as humanity as a whole, people are just so defended and so have their guards up so high. Yeah. There's a fair balance. There is a balance. And sometimes a guard is necessary and boundaries and needing and having that balance is there, but we're completely out of whack right now as, as humans. And just like, listen, your loved one's dying. I'm sorry to say you can call them on the phone. Oh, thanks. That makes me feel great. Right. I can't be there holding their hand and comforting them and letting them know how much I love them. That's a, you know, it's a different, it's a different experience. And, um, I don't know. I, I think we all just need to take a, take a step back from the fear mm-hmm. and from the hatred of each other and realize when you actually sit down and talk with somebody and get to know them they're yes, people will miscommunicate. They'll say things that they don't mean or, or have thoughts that come out jumbled and, and don't make sense. But if you're talking to them, you can read the energy more. You can be around somebody. You can give them the opportunity to clarify what they meant versus just shutting down and getting angry. Yeah. I think people are shutting the whole problem with our world today. Oh, for sure. It's, it's communication. Nobody can communicate anymore. You know, I have my certain set of beliefs and you have your certain set of beliefs, but now we can't have a conversation anymore is because I say my beliefs. And as soon as I do, there goes you, the you either agree with me or there's no longer a conversation happening. The walls go up yeah. and it's time to like tear the walls down or you know don't you don't have to tear them down ent- entirely just bring them no. down to your waist like just expose the top half i'm not gonna fire at you yeah. i just want to get to understand you because if we don't start talking to one another we're never gonna fix this and i mean really talking to one another there's no problem with talking to one another you know the people that get fired up and and just go off on their tangents i think those are the people that are kind of not helpful to the situation like i have my beliefs oh. and i'm i'm pretty firm in my beliefs I'll hear you all day long because we all kind of get blinders on and go down a path and you're like, oh, I could see it from your way. But if you can't see it from my way and we're having conversation, I can go, but you you can never come my way. If you can't see where I'm coming from and find like a common ground, that's where the problem is. It's that we all, you'll always, one party will always feel misunderstood or one party will always feel that they're giving more. Yeah. Even if you're, it's, it's the importance of, acknowledging that you understand what's being said and not just moving to the next thing or taking it and not acknowledging that you truly understand what's coming, coming across. I don't, I don't think it's, I don't know. I I think the first step is actually like kind of what we're doing right now and having these conversations out in the open. Like we know how to communicate. We, and that wasn't something that we have all come by easily. We've had to fight to learn how to communicate. Communication is hard. It's t- and, and finding that line of kind of how far you can like, you know, push things to a certain way or the other. Without, cr- without crossing you know, over. Yeah. And you just walk that fine line of just trying to talk to somebody without, you know, because if you push somebody too far, like they're going to shut down immediately. And, and finding that way of like kind of having conversation with somebody of, all right, here, here's my ideas and here's my thoughts. What are your thoughts? And accepting that and kind of being able to regurgitate that back to them, you know, and, and finding just that common ground, you know, that's what I think is most important. Absolutely. I think what we all, every person individually can work on is that fine line that you do have to walk. Make sure it's not a hair trigger. Yeah. 
let it be a fine line and people are going to cross it and you don't need to fire off at them just because they crossed it. Maybe they didn't mean to cross it. Yeah. And so give them that opportunity to even hear how they understand how they're perceived before you just attack them and understand what the intent is. I think we all need to do a better job at listening for intent instead of focusing on word. And I think it's a trick. It's a tricky thing to learn. I think we all have kind of the same mentality of like where we want things to go and how we all want to communicate to one another. But I think we've gotten to the point where we're so divided nowadays of you're on the left, you're on the right. And I can't talk to you because you're on the left. And I can't talk be, to you because you're on the right. And you can't blame people for feeling that way because it, you get shut down and you get belittled if you have a different opinion. Yeah. It's it's not like it's not like people are being kind. It's yeah. they're immediately like, here's a million there. It's everybody is playing defense and no one's playing offense. And yeah. it's just like, well, I, I think the whole th- problem has been is we no longer have interactions face to face. Yeah. We're having an interaction face to face. People that are listening, they're not, they're here. not here and they can judge us for what we're saying and they can retaliate to what that, to what we're saying and say that we're wrong but if they were here, we could actually have a real conversation. Yeah. But because of the technology that we have nowadays, you know, people feel the need to to retaliate to something that they weren't privy to. They have no idea what. There's a whole piece they're missing. Yeah, exactly. And and now they can fire off and just create this storm of retaliation to something that gets spin way out of control. You know, from what the original intent was to mm-hmm. where if you were, you know, five people having a conversation, you could all kind of rebuttal, but they just want to like, it's just. Everybody I, wants to be heard. Exactly. And I feel like technology is kind of ruined, you know, normal conversation because of the the type of platforms that we have that we communicate on nowadays. You have to try to sum up how you feel into a certain amount of characters or yeah. into a picture or into any of this. And it's it's just not. No. Humans are well, you we're, we're more, way more complicated than that. We're way you, more complicated. You than don't that. know me as a person. But yeah. because of five words I said. You're going to decide you know everything you, exactly. there is to know about me. And you're going to plaster me on the wall. And this is what I am. And there's no returning from that. This is just who I am because I said five words. Right. And there's you don't know the story behind it. You don't know. And, and this goes from the the most minor online bullying to going to celebrities being canceled and people coming at people at rich people or celebrities thinking that you have privilege. Therefore you can't complain or you can't say this thing, these things, you don't know their story. You really, you know the story that they've chosen to present to you, Yeah, but you don't know who they are as an individual and as a oh, human have you guys being. Watched, have you guys watched honey boy? Uh uh-uh. Oh, you should watch honey boy. Jim's over here quiet in the corner. Do you get, petting my kitty? Yeah. <laughs> Raja came in late on your oh, lap. Raja and that was girl. It. I, you guys know Shia LaBeouf, right? Yeah. Oh, oh Transformer yeah. Transformer yeah, yeah. guy. Yeah. Holes. That's the one where like his dad he was, was, he was like a boxer. Oh yeah. Holes. That was a good yeah. one. A good he was like too. a Nickelodeon actor. So listen, a synopsis of Honey Boy is Shia LaBeouf went to treatment for alcoholism, all, all sorts of other things. And in treatment, he started writing kind of about his upbringing. And it slowly became a script. And he wrote this movie. And he starred in it as his dad. Oh, okay. I've heard heard of this. Which is not the best light, you know. 
And like, it was like, I always saw like, dude, you got money, you got fame. Like, what do you got to complain about? And then you see the way that that guy was raised, like in a motel on the side of the road, like a shithole. You realize he's just, and yeah, his dad was just like, you're going to do X, Y, and Z. And his dad couldn't make it in Hollywood. Now he's going to make his son make it, you know? I think we all have a misconceived perception of everybody, right? Oh, for sure. You know, you look at somebody that's made at Transformers, like all the movies that he's been in, and you're like, dude, you got life easy. But you he, know? he went through hell before that. Intermission? No, I mean, I, I, an hour-long episode is probably a good episode. But I don't There's know. A- I guess moral, moral of today's podcast would be learn to talk to each other again and to... Communicate communicate and just talk about farts and being human and yeah. all the having fun yeah yeah have we're, fun in life we're all humans and we all go through the same same emotions physiological changes farts yep and and, and i think poops we, wa- Can I we say poop? all when i say we all go through the same emotions i mean like we experience different things that trigger our emotions right the level of experiences are different and what Causes us, what causes loss. us to get angry, oh, yeah. what causes us to feel grief, what causes us to feel whatever we do is different. Oh, yeah. It's different for every person, but the emotional process and what it does physically to you and to your brain, I think is all pretty similar. It's a universal experience. I really do. You know, a mom who, like, as I was telling Jim, a, mo- a mother whose daughter survived <coughs> cancer and has watched her friend's, friend's kids die of cancer has sur- the same survivor's guilt you have as as losing your brothers in combat. It's the same, it's different experiences, different levels, different depths, but the ultimate, like what that does to you is makes you feel guilty that you went through something that you didn't have to go through something that somebody you loved went through. And it can, it can be paralyzing. And that's just one example of it. I think it can go deeper into all sorts of things, but um, ultimately I think we need to just start trying to find the common ground and trying to find what unites us, not what separates us and not what puts us on different tiers on on each other from each other, but what makes us all the same. You okay over there? I'm dying. I'm totally dying. I'm sorry. No, for real. We just got to. We're all, we're all just here in different ways. Whatever your beliefs are, however you see the world, we all literally go through the same thing. Right. We all have the same same emotions. emotions, same emotions, same shit, different toilet. So that's my problem with today is I think we've lost touch with that. Is that we're all human beings that that are feeling the same thing. It's not a competition, but I think if it's a competition, it's a competition to see how well we can understand each other, not I who agree. can be better than the next or who can be more fucked up I than don't, the next person. And I, or, I don't want to be better than the next. I just want, we just want to know your experience and know that we're going through the same, ex- same experience from a different angle. And I think if we can start trying to see the same experience from each other's angles, we'll, we'll get a full idea of it and be able to help each other more and start propelling humanity in the right direction and bring us back together. Like not just as Americans, Let's not be as humans. Again. Not as, yeah. Not yeah. as it's just humans. We are all on this planet. We're all on this rock together. Like 
the this, space this rock. This should not be this hard. Oh, that's it should not be this hard podcast. to get along. And and go on, going beyond humans because we need to take care of our planet as well. But ultimately, we need to be doing our part anyway. Pick up your garbage. Take care of what you can take care of. Don't take go, it in. Take it out. It's not that fucking hard. It's not that hard to like balance life. Just let's start doing it. It's time to move towards action. Do yeah. what you need to do. Take care of yourself, but don't take people for granted and start talking to each other. Start really talking Agreed. to each other and being real. Life is hard enough as, as it is. And when things get too heavy to carry on your own, if you're not going to turn to somebody, then that's something you're choosing. Right. But if you're going to turn, if somebody's going to turn to you, realize that that person is probably truly needing help and be there and try to pick it up. I think we can, I think we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. And that does it for tonight's that podcast. Does. That does. I really appreciate you. Dude, thanks for being here, Cody. Thanks for I being here, Jim. I appreciate you guys having me. We appreciate having your friendship. So, okay, guys, we will talk to you later. Love you, dude. Love you, bud.